Hi, it's Sam. On January 29th, 2021, I spoke with Guru for the interview version of this podcast. He, along with his parents, provided consent to share it publicly. So today, we are airing this very special bonus episode for you. Here it is. Welcome to Victoria Village Vignettes, a podcast where we imagine Hubsters is over on a Thursday night, and we're just sitting outside the hub in the parking lot on the steps talking about life. And you get to hear that conversation. I'm your host, Sam Mo. Today, we hear from Guru, some of the life lessons he's learned, some of the political views he has, and even about a politician that you might not know that he supported. So come join us on the Hub Steps after Hubsters, and let's keep doing life together with Guru. Guru, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're going to start by breaking the ice a little bit, and I want you to ask me anything you want, and I promise I will answer truthfully. All right. What is your opinion on the 46th U.S. president. I knew we would go there, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I personally do not think that Biden was the best candidate. I would have preferred Elizabeth Warren or Mayor Pete, but I think that Biden as a moderate was the most electable. So I'm okay with him as the lesser of the two evils. I think that he is a little bit past his prime. Um, I think he was a lot sharper previously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Other questions? Ooh, I was going to share what I thought about him. Oh, yeah, go for it. So I think out of the two candidates, he was the the better choice. He might not be a perfect man, but I'd say he's honest and he knows about loss. And I think that's huge for America since 400,000 people have died over there. He's no stranger to it. I think his son and previous wife had died and that was very unfortunate so i think he's someone who can whip america into shape he was my second favorite candidate though he wasn't my first so just to get into this now who was your favorite candidate this might come as a surprise for the democratic side my favorite candidate would have been bernie sanders i think he has some good ideas i think that socialized healthcare is a pretty decent idea it's what we have here and I'd say it works pretty well. I think every human should have equal access to healthcare, no matter what kind of race, religion, or ethnic background they come from. On on the opposing side, on the Republican side, Donald Trump definitely is down near the bottom of my candidates. But the first candidate I'd have is Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, definitely one of the stronger candidates. He would have been a very solid president. He has a lot of good ideas, speeches, and acts he would likely put into the American law, constitution. And I'd really like Jeb Bush. When you first brought this up in our conversation, I actually was quite surprised. And we we were talking about this during our Hubsters parking lot meeting. (laughs) So do you have a, a specific example, for instance, of something that you like about Jeb Bush or a policy of his that you would find helpful? There was this one speech with Jeb Bush and at the end, there was it was just kind of silence, and no one was clapping, no one was saying anything. And then instead of saying something like thank you 
or that's it, something that, you know, a normal kind of candidates would say. He said clapping required. And I think that really shows his dominance and shows how forceful he can be. And I think that's what a American president needs, considering America is one of the superpowers of the world and exerts its influence on many other countries. How about a policy that you thought would be uh, helpful for Jeb Bush? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like him as a joke, but I think he's a pretty funny guy. I think he could make some good policies. <laughs> I remember you said 2024 is the year of the Jeb (laughs) and it doesn't matter which Democratic candidate runs against Jeb Bush I mean honestly I'd say he could make it he has a shot so how did you get into American politics so the first thing I've kind of heard about American politics politics was in civics in grade 10, where I was learning a bit about the Republican Party and Donald Trump and his slogan, like you said, make America great again. And what what he meant by that, I was really trying to find out when America was so great and what he was trying to restore. And really what he means by that is the post-war era of America. So after all the young soldiers came home, there were like tons of jobs and they had lots of benefits and there were lots of universities and their universities' costs were subsidized. So there was a lot of educated people coming out of America, a lot of educated white people. But, you know, that's that's another topic. And America was really, like, the forefront of the world. They were the sole superpower of the world. They were the only ones with nuclear weapons uh, until the Soviets got them. That's another story. But, yeah, that's that's how I got into American politics. What is it about American politics that specifically interests you? I'd say the Trump-Clinton election was the first election I actually watched live. Not even like the first Canadian, like the first election in general. And I thought it was really interesting because I I knew Trump from Home Alone. He made a cameo in Home Alone. So I I was kind of rooting for him because I had had no idea who Hillary Clinton was at the time. And I just thought it was really funny how Trump, who had this like huge tower and everything, he got to be president. But uh, as I learned more and more about politics and the depth behind them, that's really what gets me interested, like the things that people say and what they mean behind them and like the hidden meanings behind their words. And there's a lot of hidden meaning behind people like Trump's words. And that's something that interests me a lot. I feel like you're trying to capture these little moments and then learn about the candidate through that. You mentioned Jeb and his <laughs> applause comment. Yeah. And, and then and then you're mentioning these little like hidden meanings behind what Trump would say. Do you have an example of one that specifically you relate to? I guess for me, it was kind of seeing like the different reactions between, for example, the Black Lives Matter movements and the Capitol riots and how Trump kind of tweeted against or for those movements. So for example, Black Lives Matter, he said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And for the Capitol rioters, he he was like, we love you, go home. And I think it's really interesting to see the disparity and the different ways he treats people because that's not the way I was really taught to do things. I was 
even from a younger age, I was taught to like treat people equally. And it's interesting to me how people say this like so openly. And there's like a lot of people who support this. And I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, why? Why are people like this? That was the point I realized that not everyone is like similar to me and has had similar upbringings to me. Many people are have different upbringings and different life experiences than me. So I think that was a real eye opener I had when learning about politics. As you reflect on that, you mentioned that people have different upbringings than you and people have different values than you. What has that taught you about other people or about yourself? That's taught me to be more sensitive to others' beliefs and their ways of thinking and their traditions. So before I used to judge people such as First Nations, uh, I thought their traditions were really weird since they weren't really speaking English and they wear these very different kinds of outfits. And I thought they were like, they're nothing like what I wear or people in like different countries wear. They're like completely exotic. And I realized that like they have like a different tradition than me. They've had different upbringings. They have different values and norms. And that's something that really opened my eyes to the differences between humans. While we are the same species, we are very different. How has that changed you? That's changed me to be more mindful of the things I say to others, not to call things such as the foods they eat or the clothes they wear weird, as they're only weird because they're not similar to mine. Thanks for sharing that, Guru. I appreciate that. So switching gears for a bit, you worked at the church as a summer intern. Is that correct? Yes. And was this your first job? Yes, it was. So just as a general question, what was it like? I'd say it was a very unique experience. Uh, not only was it my first job, it was I think it's the first job any of my family members have ever had online. So it was very odd. I had some difficulties, technical difficulties at the beginning with audio and video and stuff like that. But I think a main part of that experience was being able to overcome the different obstacles that we were faced with, not only with like technical issues, but also with adapting to things like right away, such as with the kids summer camp. I learned that showing off talents such as Rubik's Cube is a lot easier than teaching people stuff like origami and how to make paper airplanes. So I think I learned a lot of valuable experiences. I also learned how to repair my bike. So that was also very useful. And uh, I'd say it was overall a very positive experience over what I would usually do during the summer, which is just watching some Netflix or YouTube. I want to get into the topic of religion a little bit. What religious background do you come from? Like Hinduism. So how did you view Christianity going into this job at the church? Uh, I viewed it as just another religion, really. I didn't really know too much about it. You learn a little bit about Christianity in Hinduism, but it's obviously a bit more centered on other things. But I also got to learn a lot about uh, some of the Christian beliefs and belief systems that they have. And I thought they were very interesting. And a lot of them overlap with uh, Hinduism, such as being kind to your neighbors and just kind of spreading positive energy 
around the world. And the main, one of the main tenets of Hinduism is karma, where if you do something good, something good happens to you. And if you do something bad, something bad happens to you. And that's something that I, I see is kind of reflected in Christianity, where you're influenced to be a good person and not to sin. So I got to see a lot of connections between two different religions, which is an experience that I never had before. Cool. Did your view of Christianity change after your job? Yeah, it did a bit. Before, I was just indifferent to it. I just knew that it was one of the most popular religions, and that's about it. But now I've I've grown sort of more sensitive and a bit more mindful and caring of the religion itself and the tenets that it has and the lessons that it teaches. And I believe that even if you aren't uh, Christian or, yeah, even if you aren't Christian, you, there's a lot of things you could learn from Christianity. And there's a lot of things you can learn from other religions, such as Islam or Hinduism or Buddhism. And that really opened my eyes to different religions. And I have spent some time researching some of the different religions in the world because of that. What did you learn? For example, something like Sikhism, uh, that's a uh, religion that's mostly in one part of India. Uh, one part, one tenant of that is to always, uh, or it's similar to Hinduism where you always stay positive and exert positive energy. Another main tenet of that is to never shave. I found that really funny because almost no other religion has any real rules about that. So it's interesting to learn about the different rules that and traditions that people follow. Another part of the job was community work. How did your view of community work change after ending the summer internship? Uh, what I thought of it before the summer internship, and I thought it was just something you do kind of if you didn't have anything else to do, such as working at the food bank. I thought that's something that's very nice to do, but like, it's not something you really have to do. No one really wants you to do it. No one really influences you to do it. So I just saw it as another thing, uh, opportunity to gain volunteer hours, and that's about it. But after the summer internship, I learned kind of the support that communities need and how communities really function, as well as the many opportunities there are to benefit communities, such as planting gardens to help those who are less fortunate or to harvest the crops from that garden. And I think that's a really important to do. Although I didn't have the opportunity to volunteer at a food bank during my internship, that's something I would hope to do later on in my life, even with or without the internship, just to kind of experience the different people go there and their stories to try again a better understanding of the world and the experiences that people have had. If you could do the internship over again, what is one thing you would do differently? I think that the one thing I would want to do a bit differently was the kids camp itself. There were songs and different types of talents we could show off as well as uh, different games that we played. But I think that we could have coordinated it a little better. Uh, as mentioned before, I tried teaching kids how to make a paper airplane online. And that's something that doesn't work. <laughs> 
but you know, it's, it was a learning experience and it's something I can use for the next time. We are going to move into the lightning round. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and you're going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Cool? All right. Okay, here we go. Who do you look up to? I, I can only think of Solid Snake. I cannot think of anyone else. Why Solid Snake? Because <laughs> he's cool and he has guns and stuff. Okay, no, no. Cut that out. Let me, let me think of someone better. Um, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Why Abraham Lincoln? Because he fought for equality, and that's something that I truly believe in. Equality for all. All right. If you had one superpower, what would it be? The ability to stop time. What's your favorite movie of all time? Avengers Endgame. Good choice. Republican or Democrat? Democrat. 2024 general election. Who's running? Obviously Jeb Bush on the Republican side. And perhaps maybe Bernie will get his shot. Who wins? Uh, obviously Jeb Bush. <laughs> this is going to be a fun lightning round. All right. <laughs> what is one time when someone showed you compassion or kindness and it really touched you? One time someone showed me compassion was on the bus when I didn't know where I was going. I needed to get back to Victoria Park in Lawrence. I wanted to go to the, the no frills over there to buy something. And I, I really just had no idea where I was going. And someone on the bus behind me, because I was fiddling with my phone trying to figure out how to get there. And someone just kind of told me the bus route I needed to take. And I believe them. I'm happy I did uh, because they weren't lying to me. And that kind of showed me the kindness that strangers can have. What is one lesson in life that you had to learn the hard way? You can't take back anything you say. Good one. Is there a memorable quote or something someone said that has changed you? Let me, I need to search it up. Hold on. Sure. I can't remember it word for word, that's why. The quote is from Sun Tzu in his book, The Art of War. And it was something I came across when I was studying a lot about history and the world wars. And it goes, there is no instance of a nation benefiting from prolonged warfare. And that really opened my eyes to how dangerous and deadly and really pointless war is because there are always better alternatives. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I forget where I heard this from. I think it was from a politician also. I remember someone was saying to them, oh, we won the war, referring to a particular nation. And then the politician said, no, nobody won the war. Everybody loses whenever there's war. Yeah. And it's, I think we're both very nonviolent kind of people. <laughs> And, yeah. and so to me, it was just a very like eye-opening quote and reminded me of, hey, there are always peaceful ways to resolve the conflicts that we have. And let's do that as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thank you. Good lightning round. By the way, one thing, could I? Yeah, of course. So when you said favorite movie, I had just watched a video about the B movie and it's, it's, just, it's the B movie, but it's only the awkward parts in it if you search it up on youtube you'll find it and that was the only movie i could think of for like 15 seconds so that's why there was that awkward pause 
Just a little post-production note for our listeners. Guru paused for about 15 seconds after I asked him the movie question, which we cut to make the podcast sound a little bit smoother, but we thought we'd throw that back in just for fun and also add in his little explanation so we can peel back the curtain just a little bit and you can see how the podcast is made and what gets cut. So Guru, I did want to give you a little bit of encouragement. When I first met you, you seemed very timid and shy. And I think it was not until I got to know you better that I really appreciate your positive up for anything attitude. And I really appreciate that whenever you reflect on something, you show that you have this willingness to learn. And I think it's the willingness to learn that will get you really far in life. I really appreciate the enthusiasm you have. And one thing that I want to encourage you with is that you probably don't know just how much potential you have. You have more potential than you probably think you do. And what I want to encourage you to do is speak up and find your own voice more. You make people very comfortable because you're a very good listener and you're very good at taking in information. I am willing to bet that there are lots of great thoughts and insightful thoughts that you have in there. And I think that when you share it with the world, it makes the world a better place. Oh, well, I I appreciate that a lot, Sam. It's, it's, it means a lot for you to say that. Yeah, of course. I, I really appreciate all these things about you. And so we can end it here. Um, thank you so much, Guru, for coming on and for sharing so openly. Yeah, and uh, thanks for having me. It was pretty fun, a, a, good, a nice break from school, and a nice way to end off the uh, school week. Nothing like being on <laughs> Zoom more. <laughs> <laughs> To have yeah. a break from Zoom school. <laughs> no, like this is way different from Zoom school. It might be on the same platform, but it is, it is way different. True. All right, cool. Thank you for listening to Victoria Village Vignettes, a podcast written and produced by me, Sam Mo. Our theme music is by Roa and Mark Evans came up with the name. See you next time when we have another conversation on the hub parking lot steps after Hubsters. Hubsters.